Hi readers. <laughs> I don't even know why I gave you time to. Well, I've been thinking I was going to start giving you guys time to enjoy the music a little bit. So it's like, <clears throat> we're both entering into the zone, you know. I'm enjoying my drink. So yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Enjoying the drink and letting you guys enjoy the music. Mm. It's been so long I've had a drink, you guys. Can you imagine that my life is now like this? I have a drink only two to three times a week. And mostly these days it has been only when I record the podcast. God damn it. This life. What a life. Anywho. Hi, readers. My name is Amin, aka the Lip Gloss Mafia, aka the Crazy Book Lady. Welcome to the Something Bookish Podcast, episode 25. Yeah, it's the 25th episode. That's like half of 50. I have tried. I need to give myself a pat on the back for that. Ah. <sighs> The 25th episode. If this is your first time um, listening to the podcast, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy like that here. But if this is not your first time, hey, how you doing? Have you been doing? No, seriously, how have you been doing? Is everything okay? Are you cool? You know you can always send me a message if you want to chat. My platforms are open. My DMs are open. So, if you need to chat about something, you just need to offload. I'm your girl. You know? I don't know. I think, I, I, I think I'm just opening myself up for an agony aunt. But you know what? It's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> oh my god, I have something interesting to talk about today but I'm, I'm trying to get my bearings it's been a while since i've had any alcohol in my system i think it's getting to me faster than i thought mm. oh, okay let me do the intro one more time hi readers my name is amin welcome to the something bookish podcast if this is your first time listening in welcome to the dark side and if this is not your first time listening to the podcast, how are you doing? <laughs> wow, that's sounding like... I don't even know what it sounded like. But anywho, this is the podcast where we drink and talk about books and reading. Sometimes there's a guest. But most times it's just, it's just me and a glass of something. It's just vibes, you know? It's bookish vibes. Books and reading is... I feel like books and reading is, hmm, is more than a hobby, you know, mm -hmm. it's a lifestyle. And this is a space where you can just enjoy bookish vibes, I guess. I mean, there are a lot of podcasts for like pure literary intellectual stuff. This is not that space. If you're expecting some intellectual kind of talk, you should probably not be here. Because here is just... <laughs> we just have fun here. You know? It's it's bookish, but it's very chill. It's very laid back. 
I've had some alcohol, so <sighs> am I making sense? <laughs> I feel like I've been rambling. But that's kind of the concept of the podcast is a little bit of ramble with a bookish twist, if you will. Alright, so in this episode, um we'll be talking about the pressure of the reading life. Ooh, so stressful. Um, so we'll be talking about how to reduce or get rid of that pressure so that we can enjoy our books in peace. Now, I've identified three major pressure points that can disrupt a reader's mojo. But before we continue, you know, we have to catch up and like, you know, clean the house a little. Why am I saying, you know, I just noticed I've been saying, you know, you know, you know, you know. I need to start looking for these ticks that I say a lot. Huh. Okay. So before we continue with the podcast, not the podcast, before we continue. <laughs> oh my God. So before we continue with the episode, we have to clean the house a little bit. So here's a little health update about me. Um, I've been talking about my health in the past few episodes. Um, but the one where I really give details about my health is episode something, something, something. I will put that in the show notes. So if you need to catch up, I will have that in the show notes for you to listen to. I can't remember it right now because my brain is already fried. And I think the earlier I move on with the episode, the better for all of us. So that I can actually make sense before the shepherds in my system. Mm. So, health update. I'm fine. I'm still... Okay, no. I'm not taking my BP drugs this week. Because I am done with the one month dose that was given to me. So, I have one week to... Um, see how my BP is doing, if it's regular, if it's stable. And then after one week, I'm going to go back to the hospital and then they will let me know if all is clear and if I don't have to be on the BP drugs anymore or if they're going to give me more. Fingers crossed that I'm not on the BP drugs anymore because, gosh, I hate those things. They've been making me lose weight. And I, I don't like to lose weight because I'm here working very hard to gain weight. So I do not like the job. And piggybacking on that, I've been thinking a lot about life and death lately. Like, what's the worst thing though that would happen if if I died? I asked my sister and, and she didn't give me an answer. But I feel like she'd be more concerned that there'll be nobody to to be a buffer between her and my mom. Or who'll be making dishes for her. And for my friends, I don't know. Maybe they'll miss having someone to chat with. <sighs> it's, just, it's just making me think, you know, like, if if there was an opportunity for me to actually attend my funeral, what would, what would people miss the most about me? Because I really don't care what they would say. I just... I actually do hope that if... Or not if, because we're all going to die. That when I die, that there's at least one person who is going to be happy 
about my impact in their life. At least one person. That's my goal. Just to make one person be like, oh, I'm really going to miss Amin. That crazy girl. <laughs> okay, let's not make this morbid. This is a good episode. Woo-hoo. See, this is the problem with drinking whiskey. It just makes you dull. And I'm drinking it straight. I don't want to send me a message. But yeah. That's what I've been thinking about a lot. I just... I like to make people happy, you know? I'm not a people pleaser, like, in the general sense. But I actually do like to make people happy and comfortable. And to help them realize that they are, they are, they are awesome. Because I don't think enough people realize their awesomeness in life. And I feel like my purpose in life is to let as many people as I can know how awesome they are and how they can live in their awesomeness. I think that's actually my goal in life. Huh. Now that I'm thinking about it out loud, I think that's what it is. Everything I really do is just... I just want you to realize how awesome you are. I mean, yeah, there are some shitty people, but I don't deal with shitty people. Like, I don't have shitty people in my circle, I hope. So, those in my circle and people I like, I like them to realize how awesome they are and just to live in that awesomeness and be as, and be their through. Wait, bro. And be, and keep living their, their truth. In all of its awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so um, book club update. If you've been following the book club, the, by the way, the name of the book club is The Indulgent Bibliophile. And in January, we read Independence by Sarah Ladipo Maika. Um, February we read Love in Color by Bolu Babalola and these two months we had the authors join us for um, the Zoom the Zoom end of the month chats and this month March 2021 we are reading The First Woman by Jennifer Nansubuga Makumbi And she will be joining us for our book chat at the end of the month. My heart is beating so fast. I don't even know what I'm going to say to her. Because, you know, I love, like, I love this woman. So, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, if you're interested in joining us, um, I will be sharing the Zoom details very soon. Someone is calling me right now. I don't know if I should deny the call. I'm going to deny the call. Okay, so, um, what was I saying? Right, so if you're interested in joining the Zoom chat, I will be sharing that, I'll be sharing the link to that very soon, probably next week when I've set it up. Um, so follow the Instagram page to keep up with updates, the Indulgent Bibliophile. On Instagram, that's the page. I will also share that in. Let me be writing down all these things that I'm always saying. I'm going to put in the show notes because I know right now I'm here, but I'm not here. So give me minutes. Let me write it down in the show notes. What am I putting in the show notes? Okay, so I've said <laughs> this is in like 
I like doing one takes of this thing. So you have music to keep you company. Let me write it down. So I said I was going to add episode about my health. Now, um, TIB, that's the book club IG in the show notes. Yeah. So I'm going to add that. Oh, um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, the merchandise that is coming on nicely. There has been a few hiccups here and there, but I would have something to show to you guys before the end of the month. Fingers crossed. The designs have been done. I'm not going to tell you what item I'm starting with. Okay, I can't. <laughs> I can't help myself. I'm starting with mugs. The designs have been done, so I will have mugs ready before the end of the month. Some really cool bookish mugs. I think you guys are really going to like it. It will fit our aesthetic. <laughs> Alright. So now let's move on to fun facts. I have three fun facts that I think are really cool. I'm always saying that I think they are really cool, but seriously. When I'm sharing these fun facts with you, I hope you guys actually use it when you go out. Like, make people feel, you know, dumb. That's not good, by the way. Show kindness when you're letting people know that they're dumb. Be kind in everything that you do. (laughs) Oh my god, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Fuck. Let me set the, the scene for you right now. I'm currently recording um on a sunday night and it's like 2 a.m everywhere is quiet um there's no lights so the weather is hot so i'm not wearing clothes just my panties because fam it's hot as fuck so yeah um i'm i'm basically talking i'm basically just talking to myself as usual i so that is the scene I've painted. My mother is sleeping in her room and I'm just here talking to myself. Well, I'm not talking to myself. I always picture you when I'm, I'm, I'm talking on the podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, the one I'm talking to. You. <laughs> okay, fun fact. Yeah, fun facts. Okay. Um, the first fun fact is, did you know that our taste buds grow up with us? Like, have have you noticed that there are some vegetables that become easier to eat as you grow older? Anyway, a survey, 2015 survey conducted by some people revealed that some insights as to why this might be. Now, what they came up with not came up with, but what their test revealed is that each person is born with approximately 10,000 taste buds that are replaced around every two weeks. However, as we get older, taste buds stop being replaced and these numbers start to decrease. This causes, um, causes, 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 causes... (laughs) causes flavors that were too intense where we when we were younger to become unpalatable as we age isn't that weird huh interesting anywho second fun fact 
Did you know that black teeth were a sign of wealth in 18th century England? Huh. I'm not even surprised because there was a lot of... Me, I just, I actually just thought they did not brush their teeth. But apparently, in 18th century England, sugar was a valuable commodity that was consumed in excess. Motherfuckers. After they were making people toil in Jamaica and the islands for sugar, they were not taking it anyhow and not brushing their teeth. Oh, fucking colonizers. Now, because it was expensive, it was mostly enjoyed by the rich, like Queen Elizabeth I, of course, Queen of the Colonizers. As a result, if someone had black teeth, a sign of eating too much, which was a sign of eating too much sugar, they were considered to be wealthy. Wow, wow, wow. How times have changed. But funny enough, I still see English people with funny teeth. But the thing is, they cannot come and claim they've been eating too much sugar because now we have fucking dentists. If your teeth is looking funny, you are not rich. You're just, you're just dirty. Wow, how times have changed. All right. So the third one, the third, third. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so out of it. Um, <clears throat> the third one, the third fun fact I have for you is that water bottle, not water bottle, and bottled water, the expiration date on bottled water is for the bottle not for the water that's because after a while the plastic will start leaching into the liquid so yeah those are the fun facts i have for you let's talk books shall we <laughs> oh fuck normally this is the time where i always do like a change of music a change of tone that's what i used to do in season one i think i'm going to bring that back I'm going to bring that back very soon. Very, very soon. Because I miss it. I like the whole transition thing. Alright. So today, I want to talk about pressure in the reading life. And how we can reduce it. I hope, I hope I actually make sense of it somehow. And I have identified... Identified... <laughs> I have identified that these pressures come from all angles wait what what did i just say (laughs) i have identified no i haven't identified i have identified that these pressures pressure do you know english is a bastard because if you want to say this word without the s it's pressure pressure but when you have S, it's precious. 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 Man, fuck it. <sighs> so I have identified three pres- pressure points. You have new and hyped books. That's one. Books on reputable list or award, award books, awarded books, whatever. And the third one is... The reading goal. 
that's aka reading too many or too little books before the year runs out i just i i feel like if i do all three today not today in this episode it will be too long so i'm going to take it one after the other in this episode we're going to be tackling new and hyped books okay all right so that's what we're going to do what is hype let's start from there it's like it's like a tricky sometimes evil octopus yeah i'm calling it an octopus an octopus that forces your expectations to build a city of hope i'm being called again uh enjoy the music first let me handle let me handle um what is distracting me i need to i need to sort that out okay give me a minute all right we have that sorted now so what what is hype first of all it's like it's a tricky and sometimes evil i call it octopus now octopus that forces your expectations to build a hope like a castle of hope that a certain book is going to be excellent beyond excellent like incredibly excellent okay the key word here is expectations hype makes us expect a book is going to be good as everyone claims that is why it is sometimes evil and when your expectations get too high it's hard to meet them simple and i know people like two types of people one of them they avoid hyped books because of this type of expectation and then there are some other people who hate hyped books as a matter of principle just principle but i don't know after saying <laughs> after saying all this yeah is is hype all bad like it's all types of hype bad like the whole concept of hype hyping books is it bad i've made I made a cutie. I like lists now. You know me. I have made a list of pros and cons for the practice of hyping books and how they affect us. So you're welcome. So let's deal with the pros. When a book is hyped, tons of people read it. And it, it sort of turns the book into... A kind of international book club read which is epic because now there are tons of people to discuss the book with for instance i added seven husbands of evelyn hugo to my tbr that year because of the hype and now look at me months later still thinking about this goddamn book every single day because it was just so good and 
we all know that discussing books is basically the best thing since rechargeable vibrators except a rechargeable vibrator is always going to be better but i digress that's not the point whether you love or hate the book since so many people have read it you will always find someone that shares the same opinion as you and you can make unlikely friends because of this this is a pro by the way we're still dealing with the pros of hyping books another pro is it's really nice for the author you know i'm not saying authors should get famous for no reason Mm-mm. but i am saying i'm hearing weird sounds in the middle of the night it's so strange lord okay so uh-huh. i'm not saying that authors should just get famous for no reason what I'm saying is that it would be absolutely, incredibly, marvelously awesome to realize your book was flailing through the internet as a much-anticipated release, you know? Plus, it's extra money to support yourself, I think. I mean, it's nice for the author when your book is hyped. It's good. More money. Another pro is that... It's nice to share mutual excitement for something. It's kind of like counting down to Christmas. You know? It's nice. <laughs> it's just nice. And, um... By the way, it's not always the publishers who do the hyping, yeah? Sometimes it's your friend. And I'm pretty likely to trust my friend's hyping of a book. Because I have a close circle of friends... Whose um, whose book choices and really list, um, kind of inspires me, and we kind of have similar-ish taste. So I know if they're hyping a book, there must be something about it that was at least decent, and I would like to know what it is. So yeah, those are the pros. I think those are the pros of the whole hyping books thing. Now, for cons, (sighs) obviously you have these mega high expectations now and if they are unfulfilled, you feel cheated, betrayed, it's not a nice feeling. That's one of the major cons of hyping books. It's just, you feel deflated. You want your time back, you want your money back. It's just, it's not nice. And another, and another one. It doesn't seem fair for a particular book to get hyped. Like, you've read another version of it or something similar, which is even better written. I mean, for in the case of um, Fifty Shades of Grey, fuck. That book is like so epically bad. And I've read a ton of other romantic, erotic books that were better written and made more sense than Fifty Shades. And the fact that people are still buying Fifty Shades of Grey in 2021. I'm like... Are you people just going to like stick with it? Because Okay, I've noticed here yeah, that the reason a lot of people fall for the hype is because it's popular. And some people believe that 
once so many people are talking about it then there's something about it but the thing is we don't realize that's why i like i like it when readers are intentional about picking up books the thing is even when is a hyped book a hyped book sometimes you check the blurb you check the synopsis you can check some reviews of trusted people and by trusted people i mean people who you think gel with your own type of reading taste because all these things have reading is a very personal it's a very personal venture you know so when anybody like puts out a review or their thoughts on a book is is about them and how they saw the book they saw they read the book with their own lenses with their own bias with their own experience life experiences so Sometimes you have to put that in perspective. How do I explain it? Okay. Um okay, let me just go through my cons first before we get to that. I think I don't want to forget what I'm saying. So yeah. Sometimes it doesn't seem fair for a particular book to be getting hype. It's just yeah, it just doesn't seem fair. Because there are better books. And these ones are just flying over the radar. But it's not a level playing field, you know. It's not It's not a level playing field. But if you're more intentional... See, that's my tip for this one. If you're more intentional about picking... About choosing books to read... You can avoid falling for hyped books... That you don't enjoy. Because some of these hyped books... If you buy them... Just for the hype... You end up selling yourself short because some of these books are not even books you'd read in the first place. Yes, yes, I'm aware that sometimes you pick a book because you want something different. But you have to do this thing with sense, okay? If you're picking up a book because it's very popular, people are talking about it, do your homework. Just do your homework. It's very important to have a circle. I mean, you don't need to know them. But it's important to identify certain people who have similar reading tastes to you, who you can trust to not lead you astray. Or that if they like a book, they can say what they liked about it. Or if they didn't like a book, they can actually articulate what they didn't like about the book. Because sometimes you see a review and what a person did not like about a book is what you might enjoy when you pick up that book. So look out for people who are not just like, oh my God, this book is so great. You have to read it and full stop. That's it. Why? You know, I'm not saying the person has to write like an essay on what the book was about. No, like there has to be something like characterization, storytelling, the writing, something. Just do job something. I think I'm, I don't think I'm making sense anymore. I think I have digressed at this point. I actually think I've digressed. <laughs> oh God, it was all right. Um, so another con of hype books is most times it's not being hype because it's a good book. It's just being hype because it fills a hole in the book world, and I think this is monstrously unfair. And I've seen it happen too many times. Like, 
Oh, this book features a blind, non-binary ethnic protagonist. Hype it, it must be good. Um, excuse me, no. This doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. So it bugs me when a book gets hyped because of content and not just storytelling. You know? I know we've had so many, so many books like that. Another one is, I don't like when a publisher is the one hyping the book. Can you remember what happened with um, the Hands- Handmaid's Tale um, sequel, The Testament? I mean, the hype was so much. There were billboards. People were queuing up at the bookstore like they were waiting for an iPhone. Like, it was crazy. And then we read the book and I'm like, what the fuck? She shouldn't have read this one. And now there's a new trailer. <laughs> The trailer for season four of The Handmaid's Tale is out. And I'm watching it and I'm like, Because, mm. you know, the, the book kind of, the testament, the book kind of wraps up the whole thing. So now I'm seeing the trailer and I'm like, am I going to enjoy it? I feel like it's going to color my experience of watching The Handmaid's Tale now. But we'll see how it goes. So there's that. I hate it when publishers hype the book. I think I've forgotten what I wanted to say. I can't even remember what I wanted to say. Oh my god, this thing is getting too long. Okay, I feel like I'm just going to wrap this up. Because I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. And I feel like the pros and cons are kind of like side by side. Which, you know what that means. It basically boils down to read what you want to read okay but as a general guideline i i trust reader hype over publisher hype now by reader hype i mean i have curated a small group this is this is how i reduce and stop um book hypes from getting to me i also realize that there's fomo you don't want to feel like you're missing out but see it's okay to put the book on your TBR. Your TBR can be as long as 1,000 books. Thanks, thankfully, there's no law to that. But I trust my reader, my reader um, hype because I have created a small circle of readers that I trust and whose tastes are similar to mine. So when they talk about a book, there's a high possibility of me liking it. That's if they liked it. Does that make sense? I think that's what everybody needs to do. You need to curate a list of at least like five people that that you can trust. And I can guarantee you, if you do that, I I can bet that it's only maybe like 5% of the time that they will lead you astray. And overall, that's a good re- good experience because, you know, nothing is foolproof anyway. So that's what you should do. I think you should create a curated list of people who have similar reading tastes. That will help a lot. It really would. So, um, do not ignore the hype because it's nice to be in the know need to know about it i mean everybody talked about children of blood and bone and we fell for the hype some people like it some people don't that's the thing do not ignore the hype there are some books that actually do deserve the hype 
and the praise and it's fun to join in the conversation but read what you actually need to read because last last publishers need to sell books and hype is going to happen the playing fields are not level so yeah <laughs> anywho researching for this episode yeah has kind of made me examine my attitude to hype and visibly popular books since much of my reading is devoted to finding like you know obscure or offbeat books to feature my platforms including those put out by smaller publishers i just i'm just saying there's nothing wrong with hyped books you just need to find your way around them I feel like you just listened to this entire podcast without me giving you any tip while I promised a tip. <coughs> but if you did get a tip from this episode, please share with me. Um, but I don't want you to be that person who is like completely ignoring hyped books because there are some gems in there. Okay. And you can only know about a product if people are talking about it. So, at least know about the book. You know, check out the review. Sometimes, if I hear too much about a book, I can start to feel bored. And it's as if I've already read it. So, most times, when I see all these hype books, I like keep it in one corner. Put it on my TBR. And then I end up reading it like years or months later. When all the fuss has died down. That also helps. So, put that as a tip. <laughs> So yeah, um, do you, do you think you find yourself a victim of the hype? Like, what are your thoughts? Do you see more of the positives or negatives for hyped books? Do you feel the pressure sometimes? Um, what are your favorite hyped books? Talk to me about it, you know, send me a message or... Did you ever add or wanted to add books to your TBR only because everybody talked about them? I just, I want to know your thoughts on the whole issue of hyped books. Do you like completely avoid them, ignore them, you know, holla at your girl. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I feel like this episode has been a bust, but yeah. Um, that's the lip gloss. That, that's the, that's the lip gloss way, I guess. And you have been listening to the Something Bookish podcast. <laughs> um, so if you want to send in your comments or, you know, you just want to chat, you can send me a message on Twitter at Lip Gloss Mafia. My Lip Gloss Mafia is double F. All my details will be in the show notes, by the way. So you can follow me at Lip Gloss Mafia, Something Bookish, The Indulgent Bibliophile. I'm the one who is handling all of them, so... Any DM you enter, I'm there. Ooh, also, do subscribe to the podcast on any of your listening platforms. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms. Yeah. <coughs> um, if you enjoyed the show, share this podcast with a friend because that's how we do or share the podcast on social media so that more of your followers can see it 
and it can help them discover the podcast, which I think is really cool. Because it's like, when I have a new podcast that I'm listening to that I really like, I will share it. So I feel like, please share me. <laughs> okay. And readers, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Like Jim Ron said, reading is essential for those who seek to rise above the ordinary. Happy reading, everyone. XOXO. XO. <laughs>